Corner Kids. It's James Arthrem. You know that. It is me, your host of Minority Corner. And I just want to say a big thank you because you are here in the Boko uh, caves or uh, I don't know, catacombs, vaults, if you will. You've made it in because you are part of the reason that supports us to be able to do the amazing work that we do. And so grateful for you. You help keep the lights on. We do this for you. And uh, we have a very special treat for you. If you've heard of Actors on Actors by Variety, that's not what this is. This is Podcaster on Podcaster, which kind of sounds a little dirty, <laughs> like it's it's a porno, but um, it's not that either. So sorry to disappoint. Um, but this is I have my 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 favorites. I, I'm allowed to have favorites. So my favorites here at Maximum Fun. I've invited them here to ask me some questions. I have an Oprah and a Gail. We're gonna this they'll decide who's who. They're both a little Oprah, they're both a little Gail. It is Renee Culver and Alexis Preston from Can I Pet Your Dog? Hello, ladies. Hello. We're so happy to be here. We got into the catacombs. It's the Boko catacombs. Here we are. Oh, look at all this all Boko. All of us are trying to pay. Where are you going to vacation after the pandemic, obviously? Uh, <laughs> the Boko catacombs. catacombs. <laughs> I do want to say before we get into the interview here, uh, I do not like the phrase Boko. I don't like mm, it. It's um, bad. I don't like, I don't like Boko. I don't like Poco, Boko. I don't like it. You don't need Can it. I tell you, I started saying it as a joke because I, it's one of those things that you like start doing is like oh, let's get the boco done and now sometimes i just say it and i go no i meant it, it it's I supposed to be a joke it. i didn't mean it's, to do it it's it's like when i started saying totes my goats mm. for fun now i just say it like it started <laughs> yes. off as ironic yeah. and now it's just part of now i just say I it we've all yep. we've all got it i uh, i put omg in my text is sarcastically and now it is sincere Sincere. I, LOL. I started just being like, oh, this is silly. Emails. And now. OMG. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Okay. We'll talk <laughs> offline. Oh, okay. Maybe we got to talk about the coaching session. Uh, we'll offline. James, that. we're so happy to be. You are so thoughtful. You are so good at your preparedness of shows that it is a goddamn delight to let you off the hook for a beat. Just a second. Yeah. And be like, no, rest. Okay. All you got to do is answer some questions. That's all you gotta okay, do. Okay, great. Now you uh, did bring letting up letting my hair down. Please do. Uh, <laughs> who's the Who's the Gale? Who's the Oprah? I do think I think I'm the Gale. This is Renee talking. Alexis, you yeah. okay with that? Uh. Yeah, I'm okay. Although I I think I disagree, but I'm okay with okay. you thinking that. Okay. And I will say, I if we're this is just actually the entire show. Like, when are they gonna get to asking him questions? <laughs> yeah. I vote for Alexis to be the Gale because she's watched that Gale interview with the woman oh, with yeah. the hat. Oh, God. <sighs> Yes. Who like bull for the forget like, the scenario, but she, she what was what did her hat say? She, uh, it's something said, like booty, daddy, girl, daddy, something nasty, or maybe just yeah. daddy. No, yeah, yes, I think it, it just daddy. said daddy, and she had just and she had like racially profiled a young black kid, yes. and was like he stole my phone, and her phone was in the lift ride, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Anyways, because because I see I already called her Gail. Alexis has watched the interview several times. Several times. I feel times. like she's ready to step into the Gail's shoes. That's Thank true. You. She was Gail was Thank so you. good. Do yourself a favor after you watch this Boko. You take yourself <laughs> on over to that Gail <laughs> yeah. interview because Gail owned it. It's so good. O- OMG! When you get done listening <laughs> to this Boko, <laughs> LOL. Totes my goats. You better go listen. Oh, there you go. You got your day plan. Yeah. You got your day plan. So. James, let's let's kick it off. Let's start at the very beginning. How how did Minority Corner happen? 
Oh man. Uh, so it was. It started out a pool. Uh, Aneke Fitzclark, my original OG uh, co-host and co-creator, we were just sitting around the pool, and like I had a pool for the summer because uh, okay. my house was being my apartment, uh, my apartment was being renovated. <laughs> Omg, I had a pool. Oh um, we were sitting around, we, and her and I, we've we've known each other since like I like for decades, uh, since I was like eighteen, she was nineteen in college. And we just have such a rapport with each other. We're just like brothers. We talk about everything, pop culture, news. We're both nerdy. We're both blurs. That's a black nerd. I, I, you know, like we, we, we vibe on such a level. Like we're, we're like siblings and we were like, we should be podcasts. We're coming. This is back like before everyone and their mom had a podcast. And now like literally my mom it just said that she's starting a podcast. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that true? Is mom actually getting into the podcast here? Okay, all right. I'll no, this is, just, this is the. <laughs> I know she should. Please don't. Um, and we were like, oh, we should we should have a podcast. And this is the the, the real scuttlebutt is we were listening to. I remember it used to be on Maximum Fun, and it used to be called Throwing Shade. Oh, sure. Yeah. And we were listening to Throwing Shade, and we were like, we had we were like, we could do this. Yeah. Like this is very similar. And then the biggest thing that really was the catalyst of why we we're like, we need to start doing our own show was after michael brown um and black lives matter was happening and this is not to throw shade at throwing shade but they weren't talking about it at that time they've mm -hmm. sensed like they're doing really wonderful work and i want to give them snaps and we were going to do a crossover episode that we just weren't able to do or get our schedules together but they weren't talking about it we realized there was so many spaces that weren't having conversations around intersectionality um now when i look back there's a lot of shows now actually that have like you know black queer black women and now like there's there's folks like there wasn't when we first started six years ago similar to y'all i think we started like the same time um and 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 so now there's other work but that's how it started and um aneke is a librarian and she had the summer off and she was like all right we had a full summer to just sort of like start this thing and uh we we did about 14 episodes i went off to europe and then aneke was like let's shop this around we're gonna start shopping around to networks and we went to college with jesse thorne <laughs> and mainly aneke i was he was older than me i was just a little kid like running around like you know where's the water fountain <laughs> um <laughs> And I, she knew Jesse much more than I did, and we sent him like uh, our first, like uh, like our, our favorite two or three episodes, and he was like called us in for uh, we called us up, we had a meeting, our first place that we pitched our show to, we were ready to like you know shop it around, yeah. and I think though because um, all of their shows were just pretty much like white dudes talking about <laughs> white dude things and as most early podcasting stuff was like six or seven years ago and they had nothing that was like our show and they uh brought us on and really they, they didn't have to do anything we we're just doing the show and <laughs> there were but it's been a goddess send to be on maximum fun because um it, it's just getting that support it grew our audience and uh got to be part of a family I'll also argue you're a phenomenal host and are so gifted at this medium. Like, yeah, so good. So I, uh, yes, 
yes, I hear you. That's an element. <laughs> but I also think the show's fantastic. And Jesse was like, oh, this is incredible. I'd be a fool. Yeah, to I pass feel like Jesse stumbled on like a gold mine. And yeah. was like, oh, yeah, uh, gee, I guess I'll take your little <laughs> take show. This, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did get and they did give us some notes and guidance they were like oh just the audio here and, and do this sure. but you know we were just still this rinky dink podcast in our garage yeah. using garage band well which leads me to the question of like how how has the show changed and also how has you changed maybe your approach about the show yeah um <laughs> I, I yeah this this show i think the show has changed more than anything you know I, the show has changed me first and foremost. I, I will definitely say, um, I feel like this has been like my, like PhD in a sense. Um, I have learned so much doing this show that I feel like such, um, not like an expert, but I feel like I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about like diversity, equity, and inclusion type stuff, or activism type stuff, or looking at you know media in a different way, or bringing certain issues to light. I felt. Because we've had dived in deep to so many different histories of like, why isn't this happening? Or a lot of things that we'll talk about, we'll then get like a movie later. Like I learned about hidden, like the ladies of hidden figures before there was a movie. And then there was like, you know, a movie or like Juneteenth. Like I have learned, we were talking about that before everybody or Tulsa, the Tulsa massacre. Mm -hmm. Right. And now, you know, that stuff is, you know, people are, are talking about that or, um, and, and so it's like, I have dived so much into my identity as a black gay man in the United States. Um, understanding so much more about this country and not even just black identity but like all we really like minority corner really tried to be the space for all marginalized you know voices um and i and so i think like it is it's changed me um some you know obvious things that have changed the first 200 episodes i had the same co-host for it was Aneke Fitzclark you know and she left uh she had a baby and it just I knew I I, I knew the minute and she's like oh, I'm pregnant I'm like okay this is this has a, <laughs> this has a, this has a shelf life yeah. but I will say like I was a lot probably more a type personality I'll admit it I'm, I'm the Beyonce around <laughs> I was like you know let's write a book. Let's do this. Let's do all these different things. And I think, you know, for a decade, it was just like, this was a side thing. She enjoyed doing it, but I definitely was like, I want to be a media mogul and like, let's, you know, create a whole entire brand. Um, so that definitely has, has, has shifted and changed uh, when she left and I didn't, uh, I didn't know if we were still going to keep, you know, doing the show afterwards, but you know, here we are. Yeah. Here we are. To that end, uh, I thank you for calling yourself the Beyonce because it was on the tip of my tongue, so I'm glad it's out there. We know. You just got to call it. You just got to call it. Beyonce the group. Uh, I think something we love so much about Beyonce is she's forthcoming with, like, you have to overcome adversity. Life has challenges. You got to push through them. You got to do it. Uh, making your weekly show is not easy. That is no. tricky. But can you walk us through some of the challenges of getting this masterpiece out on a weekly basis? <laughs> weekly basis and you all know a little something about this as well like we don't we don't take breaks i'll never forget there's a maximum fund there used to be back when i was more involved in facebook but there's a maximum fund i uh, i uh, facebook group for podcast hosts and you know neke and i would all like we, we weren't taking a lot of breaks but neke was like you know come on let's you know take breaks and they just like oh i don't know i felt you know guilty about it not that she was like, I don't want to work. I don't want to paint that picture at all. Like, it just. <laughs> um, but I, I remember, I'll never forget this. I posted 
in the, the podcasting group it was like how often do you all take breaks and i don't remember who posted this they were like never and it just was like <laughs> okay all right we'll you know keep this up and we had it we weren't really taking breaks sometimes we would you know do a week off here or two weeks sometimes we would double record some episodes so we can have some time off around like the holidays or whatnot um but i will say since like aneke left it's i it is just i at first it was for the first grind when she had just left it was just you know me essentially here the consistent person to be here um i had to let my editor go at that time we had had an editor yeah. i think for the first a hundred or so episodes i edited i think maybe even more than 100 episodes i think for the first 100 episodes i edited probably like 75 of those or whatnot or at least like the yeah then we brought on an editor and then she was do we want to go in the drum? We want to go yeah, in the scuttlebutt. I mean, that's what that's what this is for, right? Boko scuttlebutt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boko scuttlebutt. <laughs> she um had was edit like censoring some things that oh, she didn't like that we were no. like saying. Oh. Um, and she was also a white woman, Oof. and uh, it just it was not the right fit. Um, and then I had another editor, and you don't um, have to be delicate about that. That's mm -mm. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> another editor yeah. just couldn't get things in on time or there'd be like mistakes and he just was like this is not working out and so i just had to and so i had aneke had left and i had no editor and i just was like all right so i was editing and then having to book like the you know guest co-hosts and, and, and things like that um but then we had a really terrific maximum fun drive last year and i was able to bring on um an editor and a social media manager to really help um you know with with the heavy lifting and i honestly thought like after aneke left she left in 2019 we go into 2020 i said i was like okay i think we're gonna end i think mm -hmm. it was gonna be around episode yeah i think i around i was like okay we're gonna wrap it up i think i was planning before the next maximum fun drive um and then the maximum fun drive kept getting pushed back because the pandemic was happening mm -hmm. and also the pandemic was happening and i needed this podcast is my community and my space. Like I love our listeners and, and this is how I am processing things. And I know they're processing things too. So we come together and it, this show helped me through the pandemic. Yeah. I just to process things and the opportunity to connect with different people who are also processing things and give voice to different things that were happening and laugh and cry and all that stuff. And then, um, George Floyd happened mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I still have more work to do. I, I just kind of, I felt like this was an important space. A lot of listeners came on board. Uh, my brother, my, my, my brother, the, the sure. brother, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> my brother, my brother, somehow yeah. you'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. you got it. Oh my god! I am so sorry for you, diehard Maximum Fun listeners. I feel like it's blasphemy not to like no, pronounce like the very first touch. episode. Uh, I was like, and Travis McElroy, and he was just like, You're, that won't work. You're gonna have to get my last name right. Yeah, my brother, my brother, and me, the are. McElroy you, brothers. You there you oh go. Yeah. god. Um, the, yeah, so they had messaged out and they did a feed drop, and I really have to like really thank them because they um gave minority corner a new breath of life that it was literally like i was wrapping it up you know there's so much competition there's so much podcasting mm -hmm. content out there i'm sure y'all can relate like michelle obama we're, michelle obama has a podcast Brene brown has a yeah. podcast like barack obama has a fucking podcast right <laughs> like it used to be where it was the lay person the everyday person 
Meghan Markle has a podcast. Like, stay in your lane, girl. Like, yeah. be, you, yeah. like. It's when I saw that Barack Obama had a promoted tweet, I'm like, he's having a fucking hustle for this. That's what hope do the rest of us have. If Barack Obama's paying for uh, promoted tweets. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I get it, like, you know, audience lis- li- listenership, it, you know, it, it, the numbers do its thing or whatnot. And I, I don't, you know, I care about the community or whatnot, but. You know, it just was like, oh, I think it's time to pack it in. And then the listenership skyrocketed when my brother and brother and me did a feed drop right after, you know, um, uh, the murder of George Floyd. And I just it gave me having new listeners come on board. And I was like, OK, there's still more work to do. This podcast is still important. Because I thought, started thinking, it's like, well, maybe people don't really need to hear, you know, me or this this voice or this lane. Like other people are doing the work. I guess people get it. And then that happened. It was like, all right, more work to do. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. With uh, you kind of captured some of the things that I was going to ask about. And I, I kind of want to know the world of podcasting has basically changed, not so much for you because you've always been remote, but like, I feel mm-hmm. like your content has had to reflect the world. Um, if someone wanted to start a podcast now, yeah. what would you tell them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this seems cliche because I feel like everyone who starts a thought, like everyone always says this, but like you have to find the thing that is your passion or your joy or that you would want to hear a show about. Um, Because everything that we do on Minority Corner, it's all stuff that like I normally talk about. And I will say one of the things I love, it's very challenging having, I do it, we have a new, there is no permanent guest co-host. and the, part of the fun about it is, is I just get to talk to people that I want to talk to. I really just am like, let me connect with like my friends and talk about things that I'd want to talk about. And so I think like similar to you all, like you love dogs, like in that's why you started your podcast, you know, about like, all right, we have this love of dog and what a journey it's been for you all um, through that. And it's like, find the thing that matters to you that it, and that no one else it doesn't anything. I don't even think it has to be that no one else is doing it because the way that you do it will be t- entirely different, and you'll bring your own sort of flavor to it. The biggest thing is consistency. You gotta put your put. You gotta like if you're gonna do it, fucking do it. And it is it is commitment. We literally, I think by the time this is launched, three hundred episodes. Oof, right, incredible. y'all have, y'all are right there. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, six years. It's 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 a lot and it's interesting to see like so many shows have come and gone. I've had so many people are like, Oh, I'm starting a podcast. And then I'm like, all right, like do it. Like seriously do it. Cause like you have a voice and people want to hear it. Um, and it's just that, uh, dedication and commitment and find that thing that sparks your joy and that you wouldn't mind talking, would love to talk about every week. Um, and, and, and whatever it is, I will say there are some shows that I'm like, Oh, that's such like a, a great easy lift. I was on a show, I guess it's on a show. It's like Marvel by the month. Oof. And it's, it's, they go, they're starting in the beginning and it's just like this month in Marvel, 1967, June, here's the comics that came out. You, they reread them and you talk about them. What I love about it's such a, it's a, what a niche, right? And you would go on this journey. You're, you're, you've got plenty of content. Like 50, it's like so many yeah. fucking episodes. Um, but what I loved about that is that like, they don't have to like think about like, Oh, what are we going to talk about today? They literally, have their show mapped out, and I'm a little yeah. jealous of that. Like, Dang. they don't. Have, all they do is read comics. They don't have to like that extra brain power of like thinking about like, God, okay, what are we doing for this week, or what's the story here? Yeah, yeah. 
incredible. I think yeah, based off like a podcasting and like sort of circling back to your podcast specifically with Minority Corner and focusing a little bit more on when Ineke left and your choice to have a guest co-host every week. I wonder if you could talk about one. So it's a two-parter. How did it feel no. when, oh, now it's just me. And the benefits of having a rotating guest host and sort of the challenges in having a mm. rotating guest host. One of the challenges, and I think you can relate, is do you ever you have that panic if you're like, oh fuck, like who's gonna be on my show? Right. Like, yeah. and I always am afraid I'm gonna run out of guests. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always afraid there's gonna be like a moment where I'm like, ah, God, like I, and that has never happened. Uh, she's course. been, you know, for a hundred episodes, I've been able to keep the lights on in the house, and also too to the Maximum Fund members, like y'all have helped this show to continue going. I think that's always the stress and challenge is like, okay, who am I going to get on? But it always works out. Um, I've also, I, I just book people that I haven't been like hunting down. Like, you know, I used to like, I would, there was a point where I was getting like high profile, like guests. Right. But then I just got to a point because I'm not, because it's guest co-hosting and there's a little bit of lifting that has to happen because like you're here to like, what are we talking about? And you're doing a corner, Renee, you know, you've been on there yeah, and had yeah. led us through a, a beautiful conversation about Debbie Allen, hot chocolate. Uh, hot chocolate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've realized it's like, well, part of the magic of Minority Corner was the relationship between Aneke and I. And because we're such good friends. And so I was like, well, let me just, I just really want to me, the chemistry of my guest co-host matters more than if they're have a movie coming out right. or they're, or I could possibly get this audience bump. I think that people listen to it because it's, it feels like listening to friends. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want people to be able to come into. It's just like, and so like, sometimes like, I don't know if the listeners know this, but like, I mean, I, I won't be like, this is my cousin, but sometimes I've had my cousin on there before. <laughs> I have my friend from high school. Like, these are just, like, friends of my life or people that I ha wish I was spending more time with. It's been, like, a really great excuse to, like, connect in, in, with people that I, I love or want to get to know or care about. And not to say I won't book people that I don't know, but because I am the producer, it's one less thing that I have to worry about. Of, yeah. Like, Because there's an extra energy when you don't know the person yeah. and it's on Zoom um you have to bring and so it's like if it's like one less thing that i have to you know worry about with right. you know all the other behind the scenes back end stuff i couldn't agree more same yeah. same 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 it's, it's why i like uh working with people i know constantly so to the point where like 100%. if the celebrity comes in i'm like you <sighs> okay let's ask about your book right. okay because yeah. <laughs> it just it's like the same sort of i don't know you can let your hair down a little bit yeah. more with the people that you know yeah. and i think you know, I feel like that's what Stephen Colbert is for, you know, right. or, right. you know, the Dax Shepard. He can do that that's with, fine. you know, go get go them. Go get your but celebrities like, over here. Here's yeah, this. we just want friends hanging and talking about the things that we're also trying to process as well. Right. Right. What then uh, are your your dreams of the future of the show? Will you continue having this rotating guest? Do you think you'll ever bring someone back? Permanently? To be like a permanent guest co-host? Yeah. Um, that is a really interesting question and I'm almost afraid to say, I think I, you know, if, if I found a guest co-host, I kind of feel like, you know what I feel like in some ways it's, um, like what's that, that morning, what's the show that Kelly Ripa now hosts live, oh, live with and Kelly and somebody. To, and right. And then when Michael Strahan left, they were like rotating the guest co-host or like even right now in Jeopardy, they're like looking, they're like, mm -hmm. it's a new person every time. 
if there's someone who came on and was like magic, I absolutely would be like, hey, mainly because it also would help. It's it's a lot of lifts, you know. Mm-hmm. I am you know running the show. I I do now essentially manage two folks, Sarah Brown, our editor, who's amazing. I love her so much. Like what a fucking Sarah Brown is like like is a, such a rock of the show. And it's just been so fabulous. And then our social media manager, um, Sam Jackson, who also guest co-hosts. I think the hard thing is with bringing someone on and you were so, I'm jealous of you, Renee. And I might like, cause you found an Alexis. <laughs> cause you have to find someone that cares about this thing that you created just as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's hard because the podcasts we create are such, it's a niche. You created this, you cared about this very specific thing. And so to get someone to come on board and, and, and what a lift it is, it's such, and again, people don't know what a commitment doing this show is because you have to honor your audience, mm-hmm. right? right. And, and honor your community that you're building. They're expecting this on a weekly thing and you're going to be there for them, you know? Yeah. I see what you're saying, and I I will be your co-host from now on. No problem. Perfect. Done. (laughs) Awesome. We found it. Coming on over. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, Renee, you're back to square one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, I deserve it. I know it. uh, You got to pass the torch. I get it. I get it. But, uh, yeah, like, if the right person is – look at me. It sounds like I'm dating. If the right person came along. (laughs) But there is also a joy. I think, honestly, if the right person came around, they still – I would still bring on, you know, guest co-hosts because I also think it's it has been in a way a dream because Minority Corner, I want it to be the home for everybody. Yes, it did start with a black gay man and a black woman, but we really always tried to voice other, you know, histories and intersectionalities. And what's so nice now is being able to bring on people directly to speak for those communities directly and not having to speak for them, like with the rise of violence that was happening towards the AAPI community. I was like, oh, let's bring in some of, you know, my I am blessed that like I have a very diverse group of friends, so I feel like I'm able to find people who are able to speak on that um, on, on those conversations right. to bring them in. Yeah, incredible. Now, this is, so this is all sort of like the nuts and bolts of it, but in the bigger picture of it all, I know us as listeners know the like, oh, this has changed me. This has given me a, a place to expand and and work through my like it's it is profound uh the effect that your show has on us but from your perspective what is sort of the the legacy the hope that you have for minority corner and what what impact it has on the listeners yeah i think like some of my the like early on it's just interesting like the night naivete when you first start a podcast Mm -hmm. and you're like oh look it's on itunes like oh i'll get like a million listeners right away or i'll be on the new (laughs) i'll be on the new and noteworthy and this is back in the day before there was i think even when we started our podcast at 2015 there was already saturation in the podcasting market right so you can only imagine like you know uh what what it is now um, but I had like dreams of like, you know, I really wanted Minority Corner to be like its own like sites. Like it would have like, you know, video, it would have other shows that it would also, I wanted to produce other shows for other people. That was a big dream um, of mine of different, you know, facets of, you know, being a minority is such a broad space, right. you know, and that's why together we're the majority high tagline. <laughs> and thank you to Loris Horta who gave us that tagline. I was at a... After meeting Renee, when you and I first fell in love yes. at the uh, Max Fun Con, uh, do you remember the comedian Chrisella? Of course. Yes. She was there. 
And she was then my friend who was the assistant director of this the, the Dolores Huerta documentary. Um, Cristela was giving the, the talk back afterwards. Um, I think I said something accidentally insulting to her as I, if you're a celebrity, I'm going to get nervous and think I'm connecting with you the best and quality. say like I love something so about like that canceled show that you did or <laughs> my favorite thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> bring up the trauma of your life trying to connect with you. Like we're friends like that. But Dolores Huerta was there and I was like, Oh yeah, we're doing our shows called minority corner. And she was like, why, why, we're, why are you calling yourself minority corner? We're the majority, like the only, the pop, only the world's population is like 25% white. And I was like, oh, mm. yeah, you're right. And even like the show is for everybody, right? right. Like right. it's allies. It's all the different ways that make us, you know, not this idea of what the dominant hegemony is. High college words. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I like, so, so dreams that I had, like my biggest, my big pipe dream is that like minority corner, this listeners, I'm not going anywhere, but <laughs> I would like it to be like a, such a well-running machine that I could leave mm. and that someone else steps in. That right. would be like the dream that it just really became this show that like continued to run and was this, you know, brand like the view or something, you right. know, right. Um, that would be, that would be a, 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 um, a, a dream. And I think the impact that like, I, I feel like it has had is I think it's created a sense of home mm -hmm. for folks who are on the intersection and whatever that means for them. I think um, it's been a great learning experience for a lot of, you know, white folks. Um, I think they have learned a lot and um, I think it's helped them to have conversations in different spaces through hearing other voices that, again, before we started this podcast, there was not a lot of people in media that were just not like white folks, really, you right. know, straight white people. And so much has, you know, <laughs> changed <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> since then. Um and, and, and so I think, like, I hope I'm glad that there's more podcasts and voices that are, are, are doing this work. Um, and I, I the legacy is that I just hope that it continues to dismantling, you know, white supremacy, the caste system that we're in. I, I continue doing like the work that is healing um, mm -hmm. and like having fun and laughing, because that's the one thing that I do love about yeah. our show is that it's we talk about heavy stuff, but you will laugh. Ideally, I hope at least like once or twice. <laughs> Absolutely, guaranteed. Because I, I, I listen to some shows that are like about like doing the work. And listen, I'm here. I'm obviously I'm doing the work, but they're so serious. And I'm like, mm -hmm. can y'all like laugh about something? Yeah. Like it, there is something. I feel like on Minority Corner we talk about the most fucked up thing, and I will <laughs> still somehow make a little bit of a laugh, like a fine line of a joke about right. something. Yeah, because you got to. If you're yeah. not laughing, all, you're gonna cry all the time. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yes. I mean. Speaking of making you laugh, do you have any favorite um, moments of the podcast when you look back? Oh, my goddess. I mean, out of 300 episodes. Yeah. Uh, I know it's hard. It's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I think some of my favorite moments are definitely, like, I, <laughs> for whatever reason, the earlier years definitely, like, stick out uh, out to me. Um, I will say, like, Anake and I, like, <laughs> the way we talk on the podcast is the same way that we talk in real life. Sometimes where I'm just like, I would be annoying because her and I would just be like hanging out and I'd be like, oh, we should be recording right now because like it would just be such fucking, fucking gold. Um, gosh, like I think funniest moments, I think like when we had essentially went down this rabbit hole about how like the story of Goldilocks is just a story of like 
white lady privilege, you know, and she just, <laughs> it was such a great bit that I ended up using it in my stand up comedy yes, where she please. just is like going into these house and, you know, they were brown bears, you know that. And she's going to their house. They're out just having a walk. You know, they're like, oh, let's, you know, we've made this porridge, but let's go for a walk. And she's like, oh, what's this? And just helping herself to stuff. I don't like this porridge. Boom. And then she takes like a nap in their bed. And then they're like, um, excuse me, miss. She screams and is like, ah, and like go gets the woodsman. And um, it's just like moments like that. We also figured out in that same episode that like the, the witch and Hansel and Gretel um was like because like you know they had this idea of like women like if they're powerful like she's a witch right and she probably was just like i'm a badass woman i'm not doing like your systems of oppression sure and she's like i'm gonna go move out (laughs) into the woods right and then we figured out that she probably was a diabetic and she (laughs) like turned that thing that hurt her into art and then these kids (laughs) hansel and gretel just come around to her house, chomp, 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 and she's like, what are y'all doing? And then they probably go and get themselves killed and hurt, and of people are like, she's a witch, and they killed her. So it's just like, you know, we look behind, and that's what we do in Minority Quarter. We look, we look behind the lies yeah. and the curtains and things. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much. But I, I, yes. But I will say, like, I think the, the corners that we have done, that I think some of the hardest-hitting ones um, – the wire cameras racist that one sticks mm-hmm. out that was such a, that was one like we like uh, the technology about why cameras favor white folks and how technology is racist like right. everything is right um and that was a, i remember someone had i was listening to some i think i googled something but we got ref minority corner got referenced in another podcast we we're like oh yeah i heard this in this podcast minority corner yeah. and that was, i was like oh oh they're referencing you know us um <laughs> That one sticks out. I think I we did this deep dive into the the myth of Queen Khalifa, who is this like mythical queen that maybe existed in California that was like black and possible. Like it's possible there's a myth that like um, folks from the African continent were already sailing across the ocean and seas, and that they were the navigators on white ships. There were this is like you know the yeah. myth myths a thing. Yeah. Um, that one, th- that sticks out. There's just a lot of, I don't know. There's so many, so people are like, oh, which episode should I listen to? I'm like, I, I don't, I have no idea. There's so, go through the entire, you right. know, catalog. Yeah. Cause they're just, I think there's so many great subject matters. The Tulsa understanding, like what the history behind, you know, Tulsa was, um, Aneke brought to light the, um, uh, the black female mat- maternity rate as mm. she, you know was pregnant she was mm-hmm. you know understanding and, and doing this you know deep dive into that uh black cowboys that cowboys were actually black and not you know john wayne like all right. these things texas rangers that was a huge one too how the texas rangers had you know slaughtered um like 300 mexican americans and in, in texas um because it was originally Mexico, and then the border crossed them, and then they were, you know, Americans. So it's just sort of these things that, like, shit you just never really learn in history, yeah. uh, that sort of stuff. It's, I don't know, James, just even hearing you discuss that is such testament of your gift. Because there's not one thing you've touched on that I was like, yeah, now's the time you should stop talking. <laughs> just, I want to hear it all. Just yeah. keep going. Tell me, tell me, give me the entire episode again. Like, it's all so good uh and to that end you're like you in and of itself is a a miracle and a gift and i can't stop listening to it but you also have incredible guests 
I don't think I could name my favorite, but do you? can you name some of your favorite guests that you've had on? Uh, well, Renee Colvert was oh, probably my favorite. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. Would I have stopped recording if you didn't say me? Sure. No, I've never. <laughs> we had just so much fun. And Alexis, we got to get you on over of as course. well. Um, we just we had such a fun time. Um, I, I think Michelle Buteau sticks mm. out a little bit because um, I went over to her house. Uh, and this is back in the day when, and I, I wish I, 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 I used to be very daring about, I would ask, like if I listened to a podcast or I saw someone do a, a stand-up comedy bit, I would like, I don't like this phrase, but I'm going to say it. See, it's one of those things that I started saying ironic sure. slide into the DMs. Uh, Ugh, it's yeah. so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yes. like, it's it yucky. sounds inappropriate. It is. Right? Okay, I'm not going to say it. I messaged them through one of the social media channels. Nice. Which is <laughs> very professional. Much better. Much better. Sure. <laughs> I don't think you should slide anywhere but in a, on a slide. Not in a you know slide. What I mean? Yeah, that's where sliding no, begins. It's just, it's just like, ugh, it's <laughs> gross. You don't need to slide oh, into yeah. anything don't except slide. first base. But even then, it's like, is this a metaphor? What <laughs> yeah. I don't like well, it. Yes. But let's explore it a bit more. What other verbs could we use? What does a crab do? Is that scuttling? A scuttle oh, into a the scuttle DMs? The I DMs. like that. that That's fun. That seems very me. <laughs> I, that, I like that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so I, scu- I would scuttle into their DMs. Because I really also cute. love the, I, like I love scuttlebutt. So this is, this is on it's brand for fun. me. This okay. is Because <laughs> it is. It's just like, ooh. <laughs> Hey, I wish everyone show? could see the dance that <laughs> right? you're There's doing. Something slick or nasty or yeah. creepy about it. Um, but I think I had like <laughs> I like emailed Michelle Buteau's like m- like manager and I was like, hey, I have a show. I I miss old me where I would just like message people to come be on my show. Um, and I have not done that in years. But my favorite thing about the Michelle Buteau interview. And she, Michelle, you start like she, you know, the host of the circle. She's on everything Netflix. She has just a contract with Netflix. <laughs> right. She's on like, and she'll like have like, you know, she's the funny part. Like they're like, oh, we need something funny to read these five lines or to be this, you know, this. She needs her own show, Netflix. Like, sure. why is she always like playing second film with somebody? Um, but I, what I loved about hers is like my pitch was I can just come, I can come to her house, and I think that's what sold it. Like her, she was like, yeah, if you're willing to come to my house, and I just I came to her, brought my like you know Yeti mic, and she made me tea, and we oh. hung out, and she then invited me to like her. Uh, she does a meatball party every year. She had invited me. And there were, like, some, you know, like, rising stars and comedians yeah. and stuff there. So that felt, like, really cool. That was, like, when I was working at Marvel doing, like, the Black Panther red carpet stuff. Um, and I think I think that that might have had something to do with it. Like, I think when things fell off with Marvel, I kind of lost my, like, my fire. I think I felt like I wasn't in that scene or that circle anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think I got out of momentum of asking you know, famous-ish people to be on the show. Um, and two, I don't know, sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's a lot of work to bring on a guest. And right. sometimes just for them to talk about their book, and it's like, yeah, but I want to talk about, like, you know, the George Floyd trial or something, the, the murder of George Floyd, right? Yes. Uh, yep. The Derek Chauvin trial or something, you know? So, yeah. Exactly. No, it makes all this. And I do think like a little bit life's a Ferris wheel, right? Like it all, it's circular. It'll come back around. It'll, that, that yeah. fire will come back. Marvel will come back. I, I'm forcing you to move to LA. 
you must move uh, oh, to Los Angeles. You're going to uh, be so annoyed with me because no, I just we're going to no, hang out no, all the no, time. Nope, no, that's not true. Uh, I will. Uh, it's going to be the opposite of that. But I do think like you're just you're just a star waiting to be discovered. That's it. Anybody who knows oh, you knows it. Well. So um, enjoy enjoy <gasps> this uh, quiet time while you got it because it's not going to last for long. But the one other really exciting, like I convinced my friend Ashley Nicole Black to come on my show as many times as I can get her because yeah. she's like, like I went to college with her and but she's like you know famous lady at this point you know Definitely. and so I, I every once in a while I convince her to like come do our our little show over here and she's so gracious and wonderful and like we were really good friends in college she played my <laughs> she played my sidekick in a play yeah. so <laughs> I had she was yeah I had a whole she doesn't as Nicole Black has like blocked out everything from college like I will reference things she's like I don't I don't remember and I'm just like that's where our memories are but okay <laughs> why do we know each other yeah um okay I would all I'd only ask you this because Renee and I have um, 4,000 of these, but um, like play the blooper reel for us. Are there any uh-oh, uh-ohs that you've gotten that you're like looking back, you're like, oh, that was not the right move. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I think I, I, I would I'd be so curious. First of all, the first like couple episodes are the audio is terrible. <laughs> Sure. Um, pretty bad. You know, we uh, upgraded our microphones as the years have progressed. I think our first microphones were like these like twenty five dollar microphones we got mm-hmm. off of Amazon, and we thought we were doing like, ooh, we're like, ooh, we're you know, podcasters, <laughs> and like, I think we had taken a picture of ourselves, and it took to like episode ten. A friend of ours who's a musician, who he, he was like a guest on our show because he was like our number one listener. Right. We had like. We had like you know two hundred listeners at the time right. or something. We're like ooh ah you know, um, and I he told us that we were our microphones were backwards. Like we were had set up our microphones backwards. <laughs> so that was the uh, you know that was the first few. Yeah. So if you're like this audio is terrible. Like and I was didn't know what I was doing. And the, it, the first episode is magic, but the audio is just so fucking bad. Um, I do think that like, I would be interested because I know that I have changed and evolved and grown over the times. I know somebody had mentioned that we kept saying the phrase transgendered instead of transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think, too, like you all know this. You're going a mile a minute on the podcast right. and it's hard. We're not we don't have scripts really in front of us. We have like notes and things like that, but some of the things we don't have a producer in our ear. Like this isn't like live television or even some of the other podcasts that are probably pretty big and have like researchers and like we run very small Mm -hmm. ships, you know? Um, And it's, it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of work. So I'm sure I've, I've said the wrong thing at times or something. I know I, I don't remember what it is, but I blocked it out, but, I had to do like a, a Disney disclaimer before I re-aired the episode. Sometimes we do rewinds if there's things that are happening that we've already talked about. Where I'm right. like, oh, we've already talked about this. I don't like catch up everybody. Yeah. We'll do a rewind of the episode. And I think there was something around something around AAPI history. And I had said something that I was like, oh, I don't I don't like the way that that came out. Okay. So I did a disclaimer ahead of time. I was like, hey, I you know said the wrong thing, but the content is still good aside from this, you know, one thing that I had said. Right. Um, so, yeah, those are the things that I kind of, you know, it comes to mind. I know there and I, I think I will come around and apologize fully on this one. I will own my mistake on this one. Um, because I maybe didn't mean something a certain way, but it could, 
I will admit that I I I, I was wrong on this. In um, I had admitted that it was you know episode with me and our editor and um our social media manager that when I heard the phrase Donald Trump, I always hear Donna Trump. And to me, it makes me think of, you know, Donna Martin from 90210 and Tori Spelling, and she's just a, a mess. And so I just started calling, saying Donna Trump instead. And it was not a hit on, like, I love women, obviously. Like, yeah. I I call people, my best friends, we use, like, feminine pronouns because it is, for us, like, just to reverse any sort of negativity about, you know, women or anything like that. It's like, fuck that. Like, women are great and amazing. Yeah. Please be in charge. Like, men have, you've seen what they've done. Like, <laughs> like and men should be relieved of, like, okay, can y'all take the lead? Like, here's the keys. Like, <laughs> like y'all, please, nail it. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and also I knew that that man, if he knew that we were calling him Donna Trump, he would flip out. Right. Okay. So the joke wasn't on women or trying to punch down at all. It was punching at him. Like you're an idiot because right. you would freak out if we were to call it that. So we got a lot of like some emails and things like that. And, you know, I, I it's not like I like was digging in deep of like, I'm trying to hold on to this joke, but I, I genuinely apologize, um, for hurting anybody. I, I absolutely do. And um, I, I, I can, it's, I can see that it's not funny to our community members in our community. So I fucked up and I, I, I own that. So I'll, I'll take that as a, an oops moment. Uh, I, well, but I think that too, like the, that was perfect. That, yeah. Amazing. In, in my eyes, you do no wrong. You were absolutely perfect <laughs> to the point where I want you to podcast forever and always. <laughs> Have you let yourself think about other shows you'd want to do other topics you'd want to explore you know i had pitched um i forget who it was there was some podcasting network that had some sort of a contest and this is a few years ago i had pitched a show called make america heal again mm -hmm. and heal stands for stood for um i think help entertain actualize and love because that's what i realized were like that was my mission sure. in life was yeah. to help entertain actualize and love and so there was going to be it's gonna be like a 30 minute podcast and it was just going to be like a, like just like a glitter bomb of healing and this was like during the time of like trump right yeah. and it was going to be like you know there'd be like a <laughs> this was such a wild podcast i there'd be like four different segments so it'd be like the help then there'd be the entertain then there'd be the actualize and there'd be a love so like It'd be like how you can like take action this week, action items, things that need your help. And then there'd be like an entertaining portion where there'd be like, you know, stand up comic who would do as part of their stand up bit. Or we would do um, get a script from Family Matters and do like a, a, a radio drama reading of Family Matters. <laughs> I don't know, something entertaining. Yeah. And then some sort of like self empowerment portion and then some sort of like love. That was, um, but I don't want to do that show. Sure. So I don't know why yeah. I went down that route. Yeah. But. <laughs> That was one that I was thinking of. Um, I do have I have a vision of doing a queer version of The View. Mm -hmm. um, I had shot a pilot for it through Dreams TV and didn't mm -hmm. go anywhere. This was again around I, like 2018, end of 2018, going to 2019. A lot yeah. of like doors closing in my face. Marvel just stopped calling me. <laughs> uh, pilots not picking up, and sure. you know. Then I left New York and the pandemic hit. And again, and, it's a circle. Uh, it's coming back it, around. It's you. coming back around. Get ready, baby. Thank it's about you. About to get nuts for you. I, I 
but yeah, that next show, I think right now, Minority Corner, and I think because I have, I am the head producer of the show, I'm able to make it like whatever it is that I want. I right. think I'm really into like self-care stuff and it wasn't as much as, you know, I can go into like the hippy dippy frou frou borderline. Is this a cult stuff? Oh, okay. It's not <laughs> come back. Um, and, and I, I, I can do some of that. I can bring on cause you know, it wasn't really an Echo's GM. So I have more freedom. So right now it's like the show is literally everything that I would really want to do yeah. or need to do. Um, but I would be open. I would love honestly to get like another, I want to be a, I want to be one of the McElroy brothers. Mm. I want to have like, how they just got like what ten shows? Like yeah. I want, I want that. Like here's the show where I talk about cookies. Or <laughs> Ooh, what a good show though! Honestly, rate, right, review, and subscribe. Hold on, I'm in. I'm in. Starting a new show right Can now. I, there was, I had a technical. I think I maybe have mentioned this before to the listeners, but just in case they don't know, like it, editing. What can go wrong will go wrong. Editing can be a bud nightmare. <laughs> I have like uh, uploaded and this is i'm grateful to have an editor but um like back when i was editing like sometimes there'd be like oh there's an entire section like someone's audio is like cut out and right. it's like 20 minutes that's why i always check twitter to see if someone or the emails someone emailed in that something's you know fucked up or messed up um one time Maneke and i had both finished recording our episode at the very end and my computer garage band had cut out and i had to go back and re-record I did ADR for it. So I listened to her audio and re-recorded the full hour, 15 minutes <gasps> of the show and made up, made up new jokes Magnus. at different points. <laughs> but the content was so good. We had finished and I just right. was like, luckily it was like so fresh. I don't even think I did it right afterwards. I was so pissed. I was in yeah. Amsterdam. I think I went and go, I went, I, I smoked pot or something. And <laughs> like, it was like, I gotta get this, you know, I was so mad. Uh, just all like random different things that happened where like, oh, this audio was really bad. Yeah. And like having to come to terms with like, okay, this is literally like, it's like, you know, it's like those guys in the garage that are just having a band. That's kind of us, you know, yeah. like we don't, we're not in a studio. We don't have like this big, you know, Spotify budget. We're not um, Amy Schumer or something, you know, it's just you no shade, but like, you doing you know. ADR is also just a testament of like your talent and uh, also <laughs> ability to listen and recall what you've actually mm -hmm. talked about. I don't think I could do that. I would have no idea yeah. what well, I said. My my memory is pretty pretty solid and, and and pretty good. I will say like my editor's done a really good job of. I always tell her like like cut whatever she thinks that you know she can you know cut. Sidebar, like some of like listeners, this won't surprise you all because like look at this interviews like going a million hours. <laughs> like, James talk, um, <laughs> but sometimes like our recording sessions will go like for we cut end up our editor Sarah Brown amazing job, but she'll cut like she'll have to cut full on like there's things you corner kids haven't even heard us talk about. There's things in the things in the vault, but I, I always give her snaps when she can cut something that I didn't even notice. Mm. But sometimes I'll be like, wait about this conversation about little Nas X and he was humping the devil. I remember. So my, I have a really pretty good memory, but which is a testament to Sarah when she can cut something and I don't notice that it's gone. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, now, listen, you here you are saying this is going a million hours. I think listeners are like, mm, then we'll take eight more. Yes, please. Oh, but you're right. We because uh, they need to. We got to get them right on into listening to every episode of Minority Corner just based off the few examples that you gave. And they, they need to go on day. over to Can I Pet Your Dog if you're not already. And if you already did listen to all the Can I Pet Your Dogs, do it again. <laughs> go right back. Well, go right back. Renee, were you going to say sweet. we got to do the rapid fires? 
I was going to say that. I was going to. Now, Alexis, here's what I'd like to pitch. Yeah. I was going to do our rapid fires called favorites. Ooh. We're in. Uh, we just have James list his favorite in various categories. Okay. Yeah. Could you work with that? Yeah. Okay. James, are you ready? All right. Now, okay, over yeah. on our bonus episode, you said it's called the lightning round, and then Alexis and I took a, a light, breezy drizzle <laughs> attitude towards it. Yeah. So, <laughs> lightning round, <laughs> uh, but you can choose the weather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you I choose, like that. You choose oh, the forecast God. of this. That uh, is so great. Let's, uh, let's come at it nice and easy, uh, mm-hmm. based off the topic of you're about to do a podcast on cookies. Uh, what's your favorite sweet treat? Ah. Oh yeah, cake. Ooh. Like I, that's just hard. I have a, I have a, I have a quite the sweet tooth. Like if I, cakes, donuts, yeah. ice cream, ice cream with like brownies mm-hmm. and cookies in it. Yeah. Like that's just like give it, give it, give it to me. I don't like candy. Like that's a waste of time to me. I'm like I can't get full of candy. Well, because the wrappers slow you down. I can't. Give me. <laughs> let me get. And, and I it need doesn't to like come at it with my hand. But pastries make you feel like you're eating yes. like a meal. Yeah. yeah. Like for candy, you're like, oh, this is just candy. <laughs> yeah. Like a cake, you're like, oh, this is I'm like this, there's full. a texture to it. It's mm-hmm. hearty and meaty. Yes. Yeah. Meat yeah. cake. Um. <laughs> Favorite, and also when I say favorite, it could also just be recent favorite because I think the word favorite gets stressful if you I know, feel like you're I forgetting know. someone. Um, <laughs> so, so recent favorite book. Mm, oh, yeah, I've got that. I, my listeners are probably tired of hearing me talk about it. I don't know why. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I got this mine. is a video. Woo. Oh, I, I cast by Isabel Wilkerson. I haven't finished it. And, but that's how good it is. Like I'm on page seventy, and it's just it's 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 eye opening because it's a must read. Um, we should do a you know minority corner book club on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it has definitely helped to shape my even deeper understanding of the caste system that we're in to the point where I don't even call it you know white supremacy or racism. I'm calling oh that's casteist, right? It's things that are upholding those systems of hierarchies. Right. Uh, obviously, as Oprah and Gail, you'll see right there the sticker on the book. It's part of our club. Uh, Oprah oh. has endorsed such a thing for you. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, Oprah yeah, Gail. you're welcome. No problem. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh James, you know this is coming. You know I'm going to ask. What's your favorite musical? Oh. I did not know that was okay. coming. I didn't either. That's Whoa, way to throw me for a loop. <laughs> I think I have never been asked this question before oh. in my entire life. Oh, well, what yeah. a good question. And see how I'm tap dancing because mm-hmm. I don't like silence. See, um, I have a, I I have a question while you're thinking. This is just yeah. a Renee question for what counts as a musical. Do you think the Muppet movie counts as a musical? It does to me. Okay. Yeah, I think any time okay. there is singing and or dancing, well, you've got a musical know, on your hands. Okay. We know what Alexis is. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have other ones, but I was like, oh, is it Little Shop of Horrors? I was like, no, I think it does the Muppet movie count. So that, that works. Then it's obviously the Muppet right. movie. Yeah. I think the easiest way for me to go is like, which one like encapsulated my life? Mm-hmm. When, like, like, and it would probably be Moulin Rouge. Ooh, I, good call. I... It would, like it can't. I remember when it first came out in theaters. I was like, I don't want to see this. I didn't know it was a musical. The trailer for it is terrible because yeah. you have no idea what's really going on. Um, and it wasn't until like my cousin was like, "Dude, you got to check this out." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And it rocked my world. I was obsessed with it. I watched everything on the bonus like DVD. I believe when like I was in the seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade, I watched that movie almost every day of the summer. <laughs> like yeah. I was obsessed 
obsessed with that movie. Yeah. Um, and then I think In the Heights has a special place in my heart because it was the first show I ever saw on Broadway. Mm. Yeah, it's great. That is incredible. Good. Are you excited? To follow up. Are you excited for the movie? Yeah, I mean, I, we wish it's so funny. It's movies like that that are just sitting on someone's laptop. Like that movie has been finished. It was supposed to come out like last year. Yeah. Like also like the Black Widow movie was supposed to come out like a year. It's sitting on like Kevin Feige's laptop, so just weird. like hanging out. It's so weird. And it's yeah. and no one's like hacked. Like it's so I'm curious as like whatever the systems are. Like no one's hacked it and like stolen yeah. it, which like you know good. Yeah. Proud you of know, you. Something, something safe. Our elections might not be safe, but at least that <laughs> is. Certainly not, but. I'm talking about the 2016 election because this last election was the safest one we've ever had. Thank you so much for clarifying. Um, Sidebar, mm. have you uh, heard the story of a uh, reality winner? Have you? No. What's going on there? Okay. Mm. All right. I don't want to distract too much, but I want to talk about this. Is my, yeah, you're this good. Is my distract. Yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah. Uh, reality winner is i who did a segment on this samantha b okay. samantha b did a segment on this i reality winner is the name of a woman who was a whistleblower for the nsa and she was the one that blew the whistle that the 2016 elections had been like hacked and tampered with oh, wow. but because she had essentially forwarded she had printed out information and sent it into like the um in what is it the intrepid the intruder the something with an eye one of those like websites that is like sure. digging in and it's very you know they're they're sensational but they do good you know re re reporting um anyway so she's she's in jail she's in jail right now um Whoa. but i love the segment because they keep being like well reality is this or reality did this or you know we just really need to get re reality winner was doing her best <laughs> you know we need to free reality winner and i think I, my theory, it's a really great segment, and she does need to get freed, and poor, like, it's upsetting. Um, and, in fact, like, she helped her NSA knowledge, or her, her doing this helped these elections become some of the safest. Really? And, in yeah. fact, it had been recently even cited in some of the hearings that had happened recently with, like, the Senate. Um, but I feel like CMB originally was just like, what is this girl's name? What's like, happening here? It, yeah. And that was the original comedy of it. Oh, and plus, CMB does all of the reenactments as reality winner and they're like reality winner likes to work out and, you know sam b is just doing like ridiculous <laughs> anyways oh. i just i don't know why i went down that rabbit hole but because it's fascinating yeah. that's why even on the boco there will yeah. be boco rabbit holes B boco, boco. Boco. we love it yeah that's what fans can come to expect um i like that you got more specific so i want to know um favorite favorite Pixar movie. Oh, why did like my heart just cry right now? <laughs> it was almost like I just got hit oh. with everything that was, you know, um, um, Pixar. I feel like I like I'm gonna edit. I don't want to get this wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna Google. Give me yeah, a moment. Yeah, take your I, yes, take your I time. I let you look while you I let Google. You <laughs> Alexis and I will uh, talk about ours. Yes. Mine is weirdly Wally. Is it actually? There's I, better ones out there, but I, I felt love that Wally. from you, and I don't know why. I was like, yeah. Renee's gonna say Wally, even though yeah. I don't think you've ever yeah. mentioned it. Um, Coco will. I'm gonna need three hours to recover every yeah. time I watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's tough. You know, mine might be up. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. You know what I've been watching a lot right now is the um the Pixar shorts. Yes. Oh, you know what? Actually, though, I actually yeah. think mine might be The Incredibles. No, sure. Oh, 
That is tied. I have, I have a tie. Yeah, okay. I have okay. a tie Let's with The Incredibles yours. because also The Incredibles came out and they like the, they're never, they did the Fantastic Four movie better than like you know. Oh my god, they were essentially a Fantastic yes. Four movie. Yeah. Um, but I do think Marvel will be able to turn it out uh, since okay. they have the rights. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but Inside Out. Oh, god, oh, Inside Out's so, so good. good. I forgot so about good. it. Was one of those like a really one of the good Pixar movies are the ones that even as an adult you can it helped me understand that movie that I could have two conflicting emotions at the same time. Yeah, that's that movie did for yeah. me. It was such it was just such a it was yeah that that was really great. And I, I have Toy Story three I think came out. I had a very profound experience watching Toy Story three. I think maybe it came out when I was I think I was either I think I was twenty five and I went to go watch it and mm-hmm. it was just something something. Because it's the movie so much about the end of your childhood, right? And that had a very sort of I never because those Pixar movies usually come out around my birthday or on my birthday. I just remember like sitting in the theater and I was like, "Whoa, my childhood is ending!" And <laughs> there I'm it now goes. a twenty-five yeah. year old adult man. And then I did dumb shit for the next five years because <laughs> I was in my twenties. So of course you were legally required to do as much. <laughs> okay, James, we don't want to keep you, no. so I'm gonna throw you the one, the true one that you were absolutely Ooh. expecting. Are you ready? final favorite what's your favorite dog oh (laughs) yay what a great question um i had to have known this was coming and i feel like you know i wasn't i wasn't prepared i I just think i don't i it's sort of dogs to me are like like wine or beer i don't know the difference between them yeah but i know that i like what i see you know i know what i i know i like it um we I can also do have... build a dog if you need to. Oh, we can true. we can work you through it and create. You can build a dream favorite. dog. Yeah, there like ah oh, man, I wish I had. There is a picture. There is a picture. I've literally seen a picture of my dream dog yes. before, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> uh oh well okay. Uh I I I have it and I want to show it to you because it's the cute. Let me if I just Google in my phone. Oh dog. The future. <laughs> I should be able to narrow it down. Oh, that worked. Wow. Oh wow. Oh. Now what do we suppose? Is that we got a golden? That looks doodle like there, a golden Alexis? doodle puppy. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got ourselves a golden doodle. All right. There it is. We love it. Oh, We're I think I have one. another one. Isn't this great? I love Look it. at it run. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a little cotton ball yeah. flying through I a field. Just, yeah, we asked for a dog, yeah. not just a, a little thing I used to clean my face with, but. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love how that worked. I was like, let me just share. Oh, I look at the. Oh, oh, this is a family. This is a different kind. But okay. oh, 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 yeah. Okay, now we're just working with a regular golden okay, retriever. That's a classic golden retriever. <laughs> we love it. Love it. Is that we what that it. is? <laughs> I grew. <laughs> I grew up with Rottweilers, so that was like, interesting. But I think I would. I wouldn't. I ha- <laughs> just going classic. Oh, yeah. oh god. Yeah, you love to see it. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Oh. Uh, James, oh, we love you. Oh, but I do you. love this guy. Oh, yeah, sorry. okay, wait. No, 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 no. Let, more, 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 more. How dare I? Are we done with the dogs? Uh, you've seen this guy before. Let me find the best photo of him. Please be tugboat. Um, Please be tugboat. Let's see it. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hold on. No, we did it. We got yeah, it. That's some kind of. A bulldog of some yeah. sort, right? Okay. Very sweet. Yeah, and I gotta little, tell you, yeah. guy next to him, pretty handsome, pretty, pretty <laughs> handsome buddy. I forgot who was in the <laughs> photo for a minute. 
Is this my friend Gerald's dog? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess Gerald is really cute. Oh, oh it's me. It's, yeah, it's, it's me. me. It's me. I am very oh attractive. Gosh. I'm a very good looking person. Ah, <laughs> uh, this was this was so much fun. Um, Can I give so many snaps to you two? For one, like, just to get to spend so much time, my heart is literally singing. And to just get, like, real nerdy and to talk, like, podcasts to podcasts and dig into, like, the weeds and the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, and I just appreciate and love y'all. You are like, don't tell anyone, but you're my favorite, like Max Fun Show and host. Like, don't tell. Oh God, okay, don't tell that you're our favorite. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Else. Keep it quiet. Don't tell anyone listening to us. No. <laughs> you're absolute favorite, better than those Mac Elroys. <laughs> <laughs> we should have ten million shows. Uh, but a big thank you to Can I Pet Your Dog? Thank you, Renee Colvert and Alexis Preston. Thank you so much for doing this interview session uh, to d dig in deep and. Just a big thank you to our Maximum Fun, you know, listeners and members. The members, you go up here in the Boco Catacombs. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> this is, we can't do the show without you. So thank you so much for being a member and for listening to Minority Corner. Because together, we'll say this at the same time, we're, we're the, the majority. majority. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said the wrong reverse. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported